Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with Anna Kelly. How you doing, Anna? I'm great. Good to be with you. Yeah. So uh, you just put out a REI Mom Financial Freedom Equation. And uh, as you know, I like math. I like numbers. So uh, I really want to dig into this financial freedom equation. But why don't you set it up for folks? Um, yeah, set it up and then we'll pull it up so everybody can see it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So, you know, I have talked to, as you have, a lot of different investors. We've coached students and, you know, run masterminds and spoken on stages and people ask the same questions like, what do I do? How do you get rich quick? <laughs> and the answer is there's no get rich quick in real estate if you want to develop long-term wealth. But there are some consistent factors that I find make for successful um, pursuit of financial freedom through real estate that are really foolproof. That if you follow these steps, it's not a one, two, three, in 30 days, you're a millionaire, right? But if you follow these steps, consistently, you will create wealth through real estate, you will create financial freedom. And so I, I created a formula, if you will, for people to follow, print it out, put it on your wall and stay consistent, do the work, and it will lead to success in the long run. I love it. So let's bring it up so everybody can see it. All right, hopefully you can see that. So do you want to walk through each one of them? Yeah, tell, I mean, this is your financial freedom equation. Let's let's go through it. Give us a little story uh, about each one and why they're important. Great. So the first thing is it is really important to cut your expenses and live below your means. Nobody wants to hear that because there are people out there that say you don't need to do that. That's scarcity thinking. We need to think abundance and we just need to make more. The reality is until you start cutting your expenses, you don't have anything left to invest in a business or in real estate in order to be able to expand your means. So it's very important that you start to live below your means, set aside extra money to be able to invest in expanding your means. So those are kind of the top, the first two. Yeah, it's really About funny. That. I just I just did something on my daily financial news where I, I, I um, put out five 2023 financial resolutions. And number one was Calculate your disposable income, which is really the same thing. Most people don't get it right. Most people can tell me how much they make, right? I, I make 80 grand a year. Well, no, you don't. You act, that's your gross. Yes. Some people can calculate their net, right? Take their, take their check times 24, 26, however many times you get paid. But neither of those numbers matter. The only matter that only thing that matters is how much disposable income you have, because that's really what you're living on. Everything else is already spent. So when you cut 10% of expenses, that all becomes disposable. And for a lot of people, Anna, that could double or triple their disposable income, which really accelerates getting into the game. So uh, I love it that you start there. Absolutely. And I could not have created wealth if I didn't learn to live well below my means so that I had money to invest in myself and to invest in buying real estate. 
And most Americans, over 70%, regardless of your salary, live check to check to check, meaning they are not living below their means and they are not saving to be able to invest and expand their means. They're always saying, I don't have enough to invest. Well, if you really want to get started, first cut your expenses. There's so many things that we can cut out. I'll give you an example, Michael. So I tell everybody that's getting started, house hack. I bought a Ford unit. We lived in an apartment of, that we owned um, and we cut out cable. We didn't have cable for seven years at all. And people thought, how can you not have cable? It's like easy. I don't have time to watch TV and it's a hundred dollars a month that I don't need. Right. So now, not, not only did you house hack a fourplex, you house hacked a four fourplex with two kids. I mean, let's not forget yes. that. We sold a house, took a big step back, moved in with my in-laws for a year first and then house hacked. And yeah. it was a big step back, but it allowed us to really have extra set aside that if I had rented that big house or if I had had a mortgage on a big house, you know, it would have been another $1,200, $2,500 a month, depending on if I rented or bought. And so we were able to really save quite a bit for per month and use the extra to start investing in a down payment on the next property and the next property and the next property. The other thing, because again, we know each other a long time, right? If you if you still had that big house payment and then the big recession, what became the great recession comes, there's every chance that you go bankrupt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Living below our means is what saved us. Saved and, and going into a recession now that could potentially be a deep recession, if you want to be okay, First and foremost, you need to learn to live below your means, because if you do lose a job, you've got less of a nut you have to crack every single month. And by house hacking, my tenants paid our mortgage and our taxes. So I basically was paying out like $100 a month for my insurance. And that was it. And that that was one of the best things we did. So the third thing, and I really could have put this first, is to envision and design a better life. Why was it worth it for me to cut my living expenses and take a big step back so that I could have a different life in the future? Because I knew that this chasing the American dream, having the car, having the car payment, having the house with the house payment, working a W-2, I was just on this hamster wheel that wasn't going to change if I didn't change my life. And so I had to envision what do I want? Why is it worth sacrificing today so that I could have a different life tomorrow? Why is it worth investing in real estate so that I could create more passive wealth. And for me, it was so that I had more time home with my kids. So if you don't have a really strong vision for how you want to change your life and why, it's going to get hard to try to live below your means. It's going to be hard to invest and find deals that cash flow, if you will, like uh, video number one. And so you have to have a big vision and a big dream and a big why and keep that in front of you at all times to motivate you on why you continue to do the work. One of the things I've never asked you, or if I had, I, I have forgotten is, I know this is very purposeful for Anna, right? Anna did this, but you're in a healthy relationship. You're married. Was it very much a conversation, you and your husband kind of doing this together? And it's not an individual task. Absolutely. When you're married, you have to be all in, you know, and we right. did, we followed Dave Ramsey and his uh, financial peace university. We taught that in our church. And so we learn to get on the same page about money because more marriages end over fights about money than anything else. And so we knew that and we knew we've got to be on the same page. Now, we didn't always agree. Uh, we didn't agree with 
what was the most important thing that we needed that we couldn't cut back on. But we had to get on the same page to say, we want to create a different life. We want me to be home with my kids. We need to be able to make some sacrifices. And then we talked about what things were so important to us we weren't willing to sacrifice and let the other person have that without judgment, right? So for example, for me, I'm like, I we don't need cable. And he agreed to that, right? There's other things that he absolutely wouldn't give up like a gym membership. He was wanting to pump iron. I'm like, I don't have time for that. I'm working 70, 80 hours a week. We can both cut it. So we had to agree to disagree, but still collectively say we need to be on a budget. We lived on, we had $40 a week allowance for the two of us for years, $40 a week that we could go out to dinner once and maybe get a Starbucks. And that was it for months. For, for a couple of years, we slowly started uh, increasing it, but we still have a budget, Michael. We still yeah. to this day with a very strong income and financial freedom and net worth, we have a budget and we spend a certain amount of money per week each on whatever yeah. we want without question. And anything above that, we ask each other, do we have the money to spend this? Is it worth spending? I just want to ask everybody listening to this right now. How many of you have a budget? This is on a 20 years 15 years into her investing journey, doing all these amazing things that you've heard over the last three or four years. She still has a budget. How about you? Think about that. Think about that. Wow. It's really, really important. So then the next thing, Michael, is once you have a vision and you really know that you want to design your life to be different in the next several years, um, it has, you you have to say, is this vision compelling enough that it's going to make me willing to make sacrifices? And I heard something great from somebody who said, um, you know, sometimes we make goals and we think that we want them, but we fail the goal because they're not goals that are really aligned with what we want. We're lying to ourselves about what our goals are. And I thought it was really profound. He's an MMA fighter. um, And he was talking about how if you really want something, you will do the work. You will figure it out. You will make sacrifices. But a lot of times we lie to ourselves about what we want because we're really not willing to do what it takes to to get there. So when you create your vision for this life that you want to live, what financial freedom looks like to you, you have to ask yourself, is that vision compelling enough for me that I'm willing to make sacrifices to get there? And if the answer is no, go back to the drawing board and re-envision what you want so that you then can take the next steps to accomplish that vision for, for financial freedom. Yeah, for me, this is this is kind of like, uh, it's a test, right? Every, lots of people can create a vision. It sounds good. It, it probably sounds really good to others. But as soon as you have a hard day or a hard event, you give up on it. That's not the vision. It has to be something that gets you through the hard days. Otherwise, like you say, go back and try again. Absolutely. And trust me, there's been a lot of hard days in the journey <laughs> Amen. financial freedom, um, but they've all been worth it. And the next thing is to find a way to expand your means that you can be passionate about. Because you and I talk about all the time on this show, real estate's an amazing thing. It creates more millionaires than anything else out there. It's consistent uh, growth if you do it wisely, but you've got to be able to do it passionately. And the great thing about real estate is there's all kinds of ways to do it. And you don't have to do it the same way that I did it or that Michael did it or that anybody else did it. Some of you might love hands-on construction. Well, you might decide you want to buy fixer-uppers. Some of you may hate that and you want to use your brain and and engineer 
um, forced appreciation. And so you decide to syndicate multifamily. Some of you may love to travel. So you start out with vacation rentals. Find the way that's aligned with the core of who you are and, and allows you to spend most of your time and your skills and your energy on something that you're passionate about. And if it's real estate, find that niche that's going to allow you to move the needle and do it with passion. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it's, find your thing. And, and, and the other thing for me here is you got to focus. You yes. get to a level like honor, or I, you can you can start to do multiple things. But most of you need to focus for five, seven years. I certainly did. Absolutely. And that brings us to the next three. I'll kind of put them together here is determination, grit, and hustle. Hmm. The number one determiner of success, and this has been studied by many for quite some time, is not how smart you are, not how much money you had when you started, not necessarily even your passions or your skills, but it's grit. Are you able to do something with such determination for so long to hustle for so long that no matter what happens, you are going to get back up. You're not going to stop. You're not going to feel like a failure. You're not going to give up, but you're going to get up over and over and over again. If you picture a buoy in the water, I used to water ski. And so there's buoys in the water and you go over them and you can ski over them. They pop down, they pop back up. They pop down, they pop back up. Grit is basically this buoyancy, buoyancy or resilience to be able to be pulled down and bounce back up over and over and over again. This is a hard business, but you choose your hard. Everything is hard that's worth doing. Financial freedom is hard. I say here that passive income is built on the blood, sweat, and tears of active income. And I really mean that. I've lived that. So you have to be determined that you're going to keep going you have to give it your all. You have to hustle and you have to do the work, not just once a month, once a week, but like you say, do the work every single day. And when it's hard and when you fail, you look at those failures and you say, this was a learning lesson that's made me stronger, more resilient and wiser so that when I do it next time, I have a little more success and a little more success. Yeah. And just to tie this into video number one, cause I'm still agitated about video number one. Um, this is not, don't seek permission to do less work, right? Some Absolutely. people are out there going, I'm doing the work. And then they find somebody that gives them permission to stop. Don't, don't listen to them. I never give you permission to stop. It's every day. I looked every day for three years and got nothing. I wrote 250 wow. offers and got nothing. Wow. I live, I live what I'm saying. So again, don't seek permission to do nothing. Absolutely. And that ties into what I'll, I'll tie in the next three together, a commitment to growth, a willingness to take risk and creativity. You have to be fully committed again, not just interested, not lying to yourself about what your goals are, but fully committed to growing your financial freedom, growing toward that number and to growing as a person. And when you're fully committed to growth, you're not afraid to make big mistakes. They're not going to make you sit on the sidelines and not do anything because you're afraid. You're going to say, I'm, I know that I want growth and I have to take risks. I have to take some risks to do things I'm afraid of, to do things I've never done before so that I can grow as a person, so that I can grow as an investor. And then that causes you to also have to get creative and say, okay, um, maybe like video number one, there are no cash flow deals out there. Well, if you're looking at the same deals everybody else is, you're just going to think there's no deals out there and maybe you stop.
But what if you say, how can I make a deal a deal that nobody sees a deal? How can I make a deal cash flow? How can I find a different kind of deal that cash flows? So when you know that cash flow is my goal, replacing my income is my goal, financial freedom is my goal, right? Having enough money coming in that you don't have to work for any additional money, that's financial freedom. Once you know that's your goal, then you have to get creative and you have to do things you've never done before that may come at a sacrifice to your time or a sacrifice to your money, but they're moving you forward toward growth. And those things are, that mindset is really important. Yeah. And then just to kind of layer on top of those three, the one for me is you never stop growing. I mean, Anna and I've been doing this combined 40 years. We're still hungry for the next thing. We're still owing. We're still investing in ourselves. Yes. It's a, it's a commit. It's a lifelong commitment and enjoy it. It is so much fun. Um, yeah. Cause we have 20 or you know, years of experience seeing the fruits of our labor. So trust me, investing and growing and creativity it all, it all works, but be clear. It's, it's, ne it's net. You're never done. You're never done. Absolutely. And these are good reminders for me too. you know, print this out, put it on your board. There are things that I'm doing today that quite frankly, scare me a little bit that are a little you know, riskier than what I've done, or they're taking me into a whole nother skill set that I haven't done. And anytime we do something new, it seems daunting. It should scare us a little bit because that helps yeah. us to mitigate the risk and not yeah, make exactly. stupid yeah. decisions, right? I'm not saying go do something stupid, but when you have a growth mindset, you see risk and you say, okay, how can I, how can I tackle this and handle this and move forward on my goals, um, but do it in a wise methodical way? And then the other thing I'll say, this is really important to me is prayer because I need wisdom and I need calm and I need an assurance um, that everything is going to be okay. And if it wasn't for my faith and really knowing that, hey, this is really hard because we went through some hard, hard years, um, but just saying, okay, I may not have it all figured out. I may be afraid. But I'm asking God, help me to have wisdom, help me to make good decisions, help me to step out in faith, help me not to take crazy risks and help me to have the endurance to finish what I want to do and believe is my purpose. And so um, my faith and prayer has been really important to me in the times that I get knocked down and I'm not naturally gritty. I don't have that natural resilience. I want to give up and say, this is too hard. I have enough, right? Or I've done enough. Um, there's there's something that fuels me to seek greater purpose, to do greater things. Um, and prayer is the thing that really keeps me going. Yeah. If prayer's not your thing, then call it meditation, call it getting quiet, call it going for a run, whatever it is. I, I will echo that. Sometimes you just need to get quiet and, and just breathe. Uh, so totally agree. Yeah. And, and calm your mind. You know, when things are hard, uh, most of us, our minds go to fight or flight and we, we make decisions based on emotion instead of calm, rational, thoughtful decisions. And so it's really important to relax and, and calm ourselves so we keep going. And then I would say, you know, these th three things are really important too: a strong, like-minded network, 
partners and systems and processes that are foolproof. And those things take some time to develop. One of the biggest mistakes I made early on, Michael, and we've talked about it on other shows as well, is I try to do everything on my own, my husband and I together. So there are pieces that he took, pieces that I took, uh, but we really didn't have a network. We didn't participate in in masterminds. We didn't go to networking events. We didn't really know very many investors. And so when we thought things were really hard, we didn't have anybody to talk to that could relate to us, talk us off our ledge and say, it's okay, here's some different ways to do it. And so when we started finding partners and we started finding um, a network of like-minded people that can encourage us or help us to get creative and think things differently or analyze deals a little bit differently, it really helped us to be able to move forward with more confidence and not feeling like we were alone. And having our systems and processes in place allowed us to have things happening like clockwork so that we could spend more time focused on how do we now continue to grow now that these other things are kind of running smoothly without us in the day to day. Yeah, same. Olivia and I, or I've admitted many times that I spent the first five years kind of living in my own bubble. And we didn't have explosive growth until I realized that the, the era of my ways. So I totally agree. Great. The next one is making wise investments. And what I mean by this is, is not investing on hopium. I hope that I get appreciation. I'm going <laughs> to buy something even though it doesn't have any cash flow, even though I want cash flow. That wouldn't be very wise. If I want financial freedom, that means I need to create more income that allows me to not have to work for more money. I'm not trading my time for dollars. And so that means that I need investments that are going to create that cash flow. I need investments that aren't going to potentially wipe me out because they're too risky or they're going to take every bit of cash I have and leave me with nothing where I'm one dishwasher break away from financial calamity, right? So you have to really think about is every deal I'm looking at really going to move the needle without significant risk to help me reach that financial freedom number. And unfortunately, I've seen a lot of people do different kinds of deals because someone told them it was a good deal without really evaluating, is this the right deal or niche or asset class for me today with what I need for my finances over the next year, two years, five years? There's lots of great deals out there, but they might not all be wise for you to invest in and may pull you back and take longer for you to reach that financial freedom number if you're not careful. Yeah, just kind of echoing that. Just don't gamble. Uh, again, don't seek permission to not do the work. Sometimes the deal not done is the best deal. Absolutely. And and like you say, you know, you find your buy box when you're creating this equation, you know what kind of deals do you need to do that you're going to be able to marry your time your skills, your passions, and the money that it's going to make you. And you need to find that buy box and stick to that buy box. That's how you know it's a wise investment. You don't want to chase the dangling carrot like a bunny rabbit running after the thing that says, this is the next get rich quick thing, right? Yeah. I've heard so many people say, unfortunately, or I'll see it on Facebook groups, why would I buy these properties? I'm, no one's going to get rich on $250 a month per no. deal. Well, you might not quickly, but if you make $250 per month per unit and you buy 100 units, you're doing pretty well. And so you've got to be laser focused and know what kind of deals are going to move the needle and, and understand that it's going to take time. So that leads to this next formula, and that's time and patience. 
I cannot tell you how disappointed I was and how many times I almost gave up because it was taking way longer than I thought it would, way longer than coaches or seminars or books told me that it would. You know, we hit a great recession and things were very difficult and it took me years to get to where banks would say yes and lend to me again. Um, it took years for me to develop enough equity one unit at a time while we were working full time and raising kids and rehabbing as people moved. It took years in the beginning. But what happens is you make that time investment initially and you do the work and you're committed that this is a sure path to growing well, but it's not sure quickly. Most of the time, it's a slow beginning. And then all of a sudden it starts to snowball. And it's amazing to me what what was a struggle for five or six years the next time was done in three and the next time was done in 18 months. And over time, as you develop financial freedom, the the how quickly your income and your wealth grows once you have it and you can give more focus to growing it and not be working full time at the same time, it's exponentially quicker than it was in the beginning. But you just have to have patience with yourself and, and commit that this is going to take time. And over time, you're going to do really well. Yeah. I mean, it's on my, it's on my seven rules. It's, you're signing up for a five to 10 year commitment and it's slow for everyone. It was slow for you. It was slow for me. It's, it's been slow for every real estate millionaire I've ever met. It's always Absolutely. slow. Absolutely. Just understand it and keep going. It's worth it. Trust me. Absolutely. And that, that's this, you know, the, the commitment over the long term. And then we'll add their commitment to education and growth. We always need to be growing. We always need to be educating ourselves. Times change, economies change, banking changes, cap rates change. So many things change over time. And so it's important for us to continue to realize that we don't know it all. Um, there is new risk that we don't see that we need to think about. There's new opportunities that we may not be able to take down ourselves, but we can educate ourselves into how can I then capitalize on those things. So the more I learn, the more I know I still have left to learn. And if anything, if I learned anything in the Great Recession, it was I thought I knew a lot. I worked for AIG. I had been a private banker for Bank of America. I worked with the wealthiest of investors on you know, products for the wealthy. And I was completely blindsided by 2008, 2009. And so I learned it doesn't matter how much you know. It's the things you don't know that sometimes will get you. And so you have to be committed to um, learning and growing and humbly saying, I need to learn more. I need to do more. Um, and, and that commitment to lifelong education and growth is something that's going to help you in your journey to financial freedom. Yeah. And then we'll just close with the line. You, you shared it earlier. I think it's awesome. Passive income is built on blood, sweat, and tears of active income. I wish more people understood that. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people get into it thinking it's passive and then they get jaded when they quickly realize this actually takes work. If you start <laughs> out, if you start out with wealth, I can tell you lots of ways to invest in real estate completely passively. I do syndications. I raise money from people that don't want to do the work. They don't want to do it actively. They've already got the money. Usually when you get into real estate, you have one of two things. You either have plenty of money and not very much time and you go the passive route or you don't have money. You have time. You may make an excuse that you don't have time, but you can make time, right? And, and reprioritizing things. And so if you're starting out with no money, it's going to be blood, sweat and tears for a while. 
But eventually, if you continue to go and you follow this financial freedom formula that I've come up with, you will develop enough wealth that it can be as passive as you want it to be. And so that's why I said for me and for most people that I know that didn't start out with a bunch of wealth, your passive income takes years to develop and it's built on blood, sweat and tears. Know that. Don't expect the easy button and then create the job of saying, I have a vision that's worth giving up a little blood, sweat and tears for today that'll buy me the life that I want to live in the future. And you and I are living proof that it's possible. I love that financial freedom equation. Very, very well done. It's, uh, it, I love how it all ties together. It's, it's, and it's, it's our story kind of summarized in an equation. So Anna, where can people follow you? Get this? Uh, what, what's going on? Where can they get this? Thank you. You can find me on my website if you're interested in coaching or masterminds at reimom.com. You can follow me at social media at Anna Kelly reimom and on my playlist on Michael's channel. There you go. And I found this, folks, on her Facebook page. That's where I took this from. It was so well done. So, Anna, thank you so much. Thank you.